Ladies and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of Cash Podcast! What is going on, guys? You are tuned in to the newest episode of the Fistful of Cash Podcast. I am your host, Dale Lippin. It's the Friday main show, and here with the co-hosts of all co-hosts show. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Watching the Steelers beat down. Uh, quite a statement for uh, quite a statement game for them at home against Carolina. Carolina six and two. Been playing everybody tough. I've uh, been scoring a ton of points, but uh, it's the end of the third quarter. Pittsburgh's up forty five fourteen. They're getting points in every which way. They got a defensive touchdown. Connor's running the ball well. Ben's throwing the ball all over the field. Um, Cam got a little banged up. His right shoulder seems to be bothering him. That's something we'll have to keep an eye on for the weeks coming. I know it's been hurting him, but uh, he took a nasty, nasty hit from TJ Watt uh, right on his throwing arm. So that seems to be an, uh, affecting him a little bit. And Carolina just fumbled the kickoff, and Pittsburgh recovered it within the eight yard line. So it's about to be fifty-two to fourteen. Um, yeah. So this is a this is an absolute slaughter right now. Well, it's just one of those things where at a certain point, a game just gets away from you and there's just really, you're just trying to control the bleeding. I'm sure Carolina would just like to lick their wounds and just go ahead and get on the plane and just head back down to Charlotte. I'm sure they cannot wait to get out of, uh, get out of Pittsburgh. So, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's a night, it's, you know, people that played the over in that game, I, I personally thought the over, the over under was a little low. So, you know, it looks like, Pittsburgh's probably going to cover that just by themselves. So good on people that played that. So uh, NFL this weekend, though, we've got a uh, a tricky slate of games, but I feel like you and I have come up with a with a um, a slate here that we are pretty confident in. How you feel about it? Yeah, um, and I'd like to jump on it and take advantage of this week because I was looking forward to next week. Um, my wife's still alive in the survivor pool, so we've been trying to figure out who she's going to take this week and looking at next week. And as I was looking at next week's games, uh, next week's going to be a tough week in the NFL. Obviously, the lines aren't out yet because we got to play this week, but it's a lot of close games next week, a lot of toss-ups. So next week's going to be a tough week as far as picks go. So uh, I like this week. I like our chance to get up and uh, have a little bit of a cushion going into the next week. Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity. Um, not that there's anything as a safe weekend in sports betting, but this is a good opportunity, like you said, to get our get ahead of steam going into next weekend, and you know, especially with the college football season starting to wind down a bit, uh, we've got you know, it, it would just be, it's beneficial to just build up that momentum and coming off you know, two weekends ago and then last weekend having a winning weekend again, and then I would love to just com- continue to you know stack. Uh, money on top of money and do so this weekend in convincing fashion. So first game or first uh, play that we like is the Patriots coming in minus six and a half. What do you, what do you like about that? All right. So this line uh, at the Pats minus six and a half on the road in Tennessee, 
this line is assuming that Gronk and Mich- and Sony Michelle are uh, both out. I think that Sony's going to play. He's been practicing this week, so I'm pretty sure he's going to play. Gronk is an absolute toss-up. Uh, his back's bothering him. But I think if either one of these guys plays, it obviously boosts the Patriots' chance at covering. Um, right now they're running Cordero Patterson. So if Sonny Michelle plays, I think that boosts the Pats' chance of covering. I like the Pats minus 6.5 even if neither one of these guys play. The spread has a lot to do with Tennessee, or Tennessee's ability to keep games close. But they haven't played an offense like New England. Uh, New England's 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five. That one is a three-point win over the Chiefs when the line was three and a half. Um, New England's offense is clicking. They're just finding a way to get it done with whoever's on the field. Uh, Tennessee had a big win against Dallas this past week. As we know, Dallas is not that good. So I think the Pats keep rolling. Uh, I think they cover this touchdown with ease. And uh, on to the next week for them. Yeah, actually, I mean, now that now that we're looking at it um, and looking at it a little bit further, you know, going to my bookie um, where we still have our promo code. So if you guys go to mybookie.ag and put in promo code give me cash, they'll give you uh, a percentage match on your deposit. I think it's at fifty percent right now. So fifty percent deposit match on your initial deposit at mybookie.ag if you use that promo code give me cash. But they have a really cool. Uh, against the spread analytics option that you can do. And also they tell you where, where the money's coming in at. And there is 92% of the money coming in on the, the Pats to cover those six and a half points. So that seems to be the common play. That seems to be the popular play. And that's probably because, you know, the general consensus is, is exactly what you said, Soup. So uh, I feel confident in that play at, at uh, minus six and a half. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just I'm I'm trying to run. I like to do like counter bounces. I'm trying to run through my head, you know, a way that the Patriots don't cover the seven points here. Um, I I don't see it. Uh, their defense has stepped up. Um, they don't. A running quarterback really hasn't bothered New England outside of Blake Bortles, but I think that's just because New England wasn't ready for the dink and dunk passing that the Jags approached that game with. Um, Mariota is going to have to throw the ball downfield in this game. And I like a couple interceptions for the Patriots defense. Six and a half shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the only, I don't even want to call it like a, the only comparable stat is that both teams are averaging about the same amount of rush yards per attempt over the course of their last five meetings. So the run game, if you're looking at the run game, essentially canceling itself out, you just ask yourself, well, who's going to, who's going to have the better quarterback play? And obviously it's going to be new England. So I think right. that the Pats minus six and a half is the play to make there. Uh, as far as great quarterback play goes, another game that we're excited about this weekend, the Falcons game, the over is at 50 and a half. And I, that's, that's our play for that game. Correct. Correct. So you've got, you've got Atlanta, You've got Showtime Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, I feel like I, I feel like fifty's low. I feel like Matty Ice is going to put up some some points by himself. And Cleveland has shown themselves to be a dog in every fight, at least for a little bit of the fight. Maybe not the full fight, but they're they're real scrappy for the uh, the first you know half of the game or even the second half. 
they're only playing about one half a good football per game though. And I, I just, that's not going to be enough to get the job done against Atlanta, but I think that they can probably, I think they can probably put 17 up and I, I trust Matty ice to cover the rest. How do you feel yeah. about that? Yeah. So one game under the Browns new offense, um, Duke Johnson, his season is completely revitalized, um, instantly put back into the offense and that's one thing that Atlanta has struggled with so far this year is uh, covering the running back out of the backfield. And Duke Johnson, as as we know, is one of the best receiving backs in all of football. Um, I like the the duo of him and Nick Chubb giving Baker Mayfield some time. Um, I think Atlanta, their offense is on fire right now. They're clicking. Julio finally, 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 finally got a touchdown. Um <laughs> I don't see him looking back. Atlanta's offense is on fire. Their defense is questionable, which makes me like this over. I think Atlanta gets up big, and I think it's more of just playing like a prevent defense. And Baker and the Browns get some garbage time points. Um, probably somewhere in the high 50s scored in this game. So, yeah, over 50 and a half. I think that's the right play here. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So going from high scoring to what's probably going to be very low scoring, uh, the last free NFL game that we're going to cover this week. And if you want more of these guys, you know, we say it every every week. Go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash fistful of cash. We give additional picks there each and every weekend, but you got to be a patron. You got to be a supporter. That community is growing. We appreciate the guys that are there. We want to see more of you there. So go over there, sign up and get some more picks. Uh, but our last free play NFL wise for this weekend, uh, going to be sort of the opposite of a high scoring game. I, I'm anticipating it being rather low. You got the Jaguars coming in against the Colts and our play for that Jags plus three against the Colts. So are you back on the Blake Bortles boat or no? So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Do I think Blake Bortles is a bottom of the barrel quarterback? No. Y- yes, I do. Oh, okay. But due to his, you know, this is me thinking that is his problem with being inconsistent. He's been consistently bad. So I think Blake Bortles is uh, due for a good game. He's an inconsistent quarterback. He's been consistently bad. Um, The Colts defense is poor. They don't have a good secondary. I think this is a good chance for Blake Bortles to have a decent game they should be getting Leonard Fournette back. They are coming off a bye week with two weeks to prepare. Um, Indy relies on Andrew Luck throwing the ball something like 40 to 50 times a game. A.J. Boye is going to be out. He's been a huge uh, a huge factor in the Jaguars' uh, defensive struggles lately. Um, people can pretty much just throw to the opposite side of the field of Jalen Ramsey. But um, – Jalen Ramsey's going to be on T.Y. Hilton. Andrew Luck pretty much has Eric Ebron uh, and Marlon Mack outside of that. So I think the Jags defense, I think Telvin Smith, I think um, I think Calais Campbell, I think their pass rush will be able to get to Andrew Luck a couple times. The Jags have dropped four straight, but it's against Philly defending Super Bowl champs who look like they're turning the tide. The Texans, who have absolutely caught fire since the first two weeks, The Chiefs, who we all know, they're the Chiefs. They're crushing everybody they play. And they did lose to Dallas. They got crushed by Dallas. I think that was more of a surprise game than anything. So it hasn't been the worst four losses. 
Um, I like the Jags plus three here. I think that they, I don't want to say they right the ship and get back on track to make it to the AFC championship, but I do think they probably win this game. Like you said, probably low scoring in a low scoring affair. I'm always going to take the underdog because low scoring games are normally close, like a 17, 14 or a 21 to 20 game, something like that. So yeah, I like the Jags plus three here. Okay. I'm not going to elaborate on that any further than what you just did, but I do have a question for you here. So as you know, we constantly implore people to scour their books in hopes of finding a line or a mistake or a, something like that that they can pound. I'm looking over our notes right here, and I have come across something that I can't remember ever seeing before. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. So normally when you have a point spread, right, you'll have the, you know, the whatever, or if it's plus 10 and minus 10. The plus 10 will usually be like at what, like minus 110, minus 115, something like that. And then the minus will be at, you know, whatever, minus 105 or something to that effect, right? Normally. Correct. I'm looking at the Colts here on my bookie, and my bookie's got the Colts at minus three, but the line underneath that is plus 100. Okay, so they're even money, which means right. Uh, that means the line's going to change, guys. That means if right now the Colts are at minus three at even money, that means that people are betting the Jaguars at a plus three, which is going to then move the line to a Jaguars at a plus two and a half, and the Colts will then be a minus two and a half. And that Colts minus two and a half will then be probably like a minus 115. So right now we're getting it at a plus three. That is going to move if that is if that's the case. Um, it's going to move to a plus two and a half. So then you're not getting the field goal. So this is one of those games that you're going to want to get your money in. Um, you know, pretty quickly after you listen to this. Hopefully it's still at a plus three. Even if it's plus two and a half, I, I would just buy the half point. Just be safe. Uh, take that field goal. But yeah, that that just means when um, whatever whatever's got the even money or the plus one hundred that it's going to move in the opposite end of that favor. So it's going to go from a, the, the Colts will go from a minus three to a minus two and a half here shortly. Okay, so we're just I'm just witnessing it in that weird little sweet spot purgatory right before it moves. Correct. Okay. All right, so let's get into some college ball real quick. Um, rifle through some of these. We do have more college picks than we normally do. And if you got you guys will notice this by the end of the episode, we're going to increase. We're ramping up the amount of picks that we're giving. Um, we've sat down, we've talked and realize that we're trying to capture lightning in a bottle. You know, there's a couple dozen games a weekend played, and we're trying to find 10 that we think are going to be surefire winners. That leaves our margin for error at almost none. Um, not that we're in the business of trying to make mistakes or cover up mistakes, because as you know, we're transparent about everything. But we do want to increase our chances of the winning and your chances of winning. So we are going to give... Uh, you know, we're going to start giving more plays. And as always, we play everything that we suggest. We're not saying that you should, but use the information that we provide and make smart, responsible decisions with that. That being said, I'm tired of sounding like a dad. Let's get into college games. First game, we like Purdue versus Minnesota, the over at 59 and a half. Yeah, uh, David Blow, um, Purdue's quarterback, huge play capability. Um, they've been putting up mad points on everybody lately. And they have Purdue has one of the worst secondaries in all of college. They're going up against a red hot quarterback in Tanner Morgan. Minnesota's putting up mad points. Last time I checked, I think it was like 95% of the money's coming in on the over right now. 
that's ridiculous. That's a lot. I mean, everybody's seeing what we're seeing. Um, I'm almost, sometimes I'm tempted to go against the public, um, is cause you know, Vegas puts out lines and adjust it based off of public betting, but I'm riding with the public in this one. I'm taking over 59 and a half. I think you're going to see this game closer to mid seventies, maybe 80 points to be honest. Um, I think this is going to be an absolute shootout. Yeah. So right now you got the public coming in 86.7% of the money coming in on the over for this game. So yeah, you're, you're not far off at all. Um, as far as money coming in on the spread, uh, 87% of the people are coming in for, uh, anticipating Purdue to cover those 11 and a half points. But our play is the over 59 and a half. I like the idea of it being a shootout more than I like it being uh, a two score game. So I'm with you on that. Uh, something that we gotten away from because it, we had a Texas A&M situation on our hands here, but it's back. We're going to suggest a multi-unit play here. And that's for the Ohio State money line. Why are we reinstituting the multi-unit play? What do you like about this game so much to constitute that? So I don't know if I so – it's not a multi-unit play on a spread. It's on a money line. So it's just Ohio State wins this ball game. Um, I think Michigan State, the way they're playing right now, they're they're winning in low-scoring affairs. Um, Ohio State is a minus three and a half in this game. I think Michigan State might be able to play three, three and a half quarters of their style of football, which is slow, drag them out, play tough defense. But I just, I can't go against Dwayne Haskins. He seems weak in and weak out to get it done. Even in that Purdue game, yes, they got crushed, but Haskins threw for 485 yards. Right. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't of any fault of his own. Right. Like, so this is, (laughs) I'm, I'm taking Dwayne Haskins over whatever quarterback Michigan State decides to throw out there. If it's if it's Lewerke, um, if it's the new kid that they've thrown out the past week and a half, I'm taking Dwayne Haskins to win this game because they do have Michigan in two weeks. They still have a chance at winning the Big Ten. They still have a chance at w- or getting into the college football playoffs if some things fall in their favor. But you you can't give up thinking that they won't because it is college football. You never know what's going to happen. Um, Ohio State money line three unit play. Uh, that's what I'm going with in this one. The uh, the guy that you were talking about has one of the greatest football names of all time. You're talking about Rocky Lombardi. Yes, Rocky Lombardi. There it is. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get more football than that. Um, okay, so moving away from that. Let's get a uh, another high-scoring team that we like uh, a lot and a quarterback that can put up huge numbers. West Virginia this weekend. We're liking that. We're liking them in that game a lot. Uh, the We're taking West Virginia, the, the over in the West Virginia game at 56 points. Correct? Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been saying it all year long. In Will Greer, we trust. Um, I'm riding with him again against this TCU team. TCU has been struggling lately. Um, a fourteen to thirteen win over Kansas State, a one point loss to Kansas. Um, but if there's one thing that has been consistent, is their defense hasn't looked great. Um, and Sean Robinson does have big playability at the quarterback position. West Virginia's pass defense is very questionable, as we've seen all year long. Um, I'm riding with Will Greer to put up somewhere between 38 and 40 points. And I think that TCU can drop somewhere between 17 and 21. 
that's giving me my over here. Um, I don't. I, it's at home. Big game for West Virginia. They got Oklahoma in two weeks. Uh, they got a really good chance at winning the Big Twelve, which is one of our futures at plus six fifty. We're sticking with West Virginia until they let us down, and uh, Will Greer with that savage two point conversion last week. I, Dude, I can't go against him, man. He he's incredible. He's must see TV, and I think that uh, I think that we're going to see a lot of points put up on this TCU defense. Yeah, I think we will too. Um, I, and maybe it's just maybe I'm just drinking the Kool Aid right now. But I mean, we've been we've been high on the wheel the Will Greer horse all year. But dude, that's two point conversion last week. I mean, I I don't know. Just at this point, like you said, just I'm I'm riding with him till I'm proven wrong. Uh, and I like I like that 56. Uh, and then as far as as far as games are, it's you know show and prove or until proven wrong, Bama. Uh, coming in at 24 and a half point favorites. Now that normally seems high, but that's a line that I'm fairly confident that they're going to be able to cover. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to say buy a half point, buy it down to 24, just for the sake of them winning like a 38 14 game. But after what they just did to LSU, man, there ain't nobody in college football that can hold Bama's jockstrap right now. I don't care if Tua's got a bad knee. I don't care if they've got defensive linemen that are banged up. I don't care if this is a good spot for them to slip. Um, I've read a lot of guys saying, don't sleep on this one. Mississippi State lost by seven to them last year. Fitzgerald played great. This is this is we've said it week in and week out. This is a different type of Bama. We've never seen an Alabama offense like this. Ever. This is the best Alabama offense ever. This is arguably one of the best college football teams ever. I'm not going against them until they prove me wrong. I'm taking Bama minus 24, and I fully expect them to just beat the living piss out of Mississippi State in this game. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you on that 100%. And while I'm thinking about it, um, I want to give a shout-out to a listener of ours that continually sends us stuff. Um, you know, this Mississippi State game got me thinking because that was a that was another bad beat because we got beat by uh, douchebag having the 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 game of his life. Um, another guy that consistently gets bad beats and he sends us pictures of his of his slips. Uh, my man Drew has lost two ten team parlays by one game over the last two weeks. Um, so a combined, you know, I think it was total. Winnings could have been somewhere upwards of like eleven thousand dollars were missed on two games total out of trying to pick twenty correct. Um, it's no parlay November, folks. Stay away from the parlays this month. I, I, I'm there's a parlay is an easy way to you know see a big dollar sign and, and think that you're going to make a big difference and you know write a whole bunch of wrongs by winning some money. Uh, let's go this whole month of November and try to stay away from the parlays. I know, I know I've been burnt by many a parlay soup. How about you? No, I got burnt tonight. I took the, the, <laughs> the over in this and the Panthers plus three and a half because I thought it'd be a close game. And I thought, you know, I was thinking something like 31-28. But, uh, yeah, 52-14. So, yeah, even if it's a two-teamer, parlays are just nasty. If I'd have bet them individually, I'd have been a lot better off. Um, yeah, no parlay in November. You know, hashtag it stamp it. I don't care. It's a real thing and we're sticking to it. 
Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. Some of you guys say, oh, yeah, I'd be up if I wasn't parlaying stuff together. Well, you know what? Stop parlaying stuff together. Um, and, you know, for what it's worth, Drew, this is probably your weekend, man. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got a UFC event this weekend as well. Fan favorites are fighting all around. Uh, it wasn't the event that we hoped it would be, but it's still a quality event altogether. Main event, uh, you know, we'll cover that because those are two guys that I know you're familiar with, Soup. We got Korean Zombie returning from a layoff, and he's taking on Yair El Pantera Rodriguez in the main event. Five rounds in the featherweight division. What do you like about this fight? Uh, I I think when we last looked, uh, I think Yair Rodriguez, I think his line moved. Uh, he was like a plus 115. He's now like a minus 105. I like Yair Rodriguez to win this fight against Korean Zombie. Like you said, he's coming off a pretty big layoff. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a little bit of rust he might have to knock off. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Rodriguez for my pick in this fight. I'm with you. Um, fun fact. Yeah, or, uh, Korean Zombie's only fought twice since 2013. Jesus. Right, right. Now, <laughs> I was going to let that simmer for a minute, but I see I don't need to. You're already grasping the gravity of this. Um, now, that being said, when he came back, his last fight, he demolished Dennis Bermudez. So it's not like the guy's skills have diminished any, but I, I remain a steadfast believer in ring rust or cage rust or octagon rust, any sort of you know rust you want to call it. I think that uh, I think that Yair Rodriguez coming off of a long layoff of his own with a contract dispute, being let go, then brought back, then hurt, then whatever. Um, I think that he is going to get the job done. I wonder about his gas tank, uh, just stepping in on short notice like this, filling in for Frankie Edgar. Will he be able to do five rounds? But hell, under that same pretense, is Zombie going to be able to do five rounds? Again, this is a guy that's fought two times since 2013. Um, it's un- unbelievable uh, how inactive he's been. Uh, you know, some of that was mandatory military service because, you know, Korean Zombie is exactly that. He is Korean and that is mandatory that South Koreans serve in the military. So he really didn't have much of a say in that. But all that is still not working in his favor. I like Yair Rodriguez. Right now, my bookie's got him coming in at a minus 105. Like you said, it was at one point plus 115, and uh, that was a great line then. It's still good at 105, and I think by the time everybody listens to this, they'll get it at 105 as well. An interesting play that I'm not playing, um, just sort of leaning. I'd be leaning on the over two and a half at plus 100 as well, just because I don't know what kind of feeling out process these guys are going to have. So the fact that this might make it to the third or fourth round or even go all five in a very gassed out uh, style fashion is is a real possibility. So, but the play itself is Yair Rodriguez minus 105. Two other plays real quick that we're going to rifle through for this. Um, Benil Dariush versus Tiago Moises under two and a half. So that is coming in at a plus 130. Vegas isn't particularly fond of this fight getting finished. However, Dariush has shown himself to be finishable, finishable and being able to be finished. And Tiago Moises is 
a very, very sneaky ground guy, good on the submissions. I like him coming in at uh, – I like this fight actually just being finished. Under two and a half coming in at plus 130. Uh, Darius was the guy, Soup, that Edson Barboza knocked out a couple months back with that flying knee from like across the cage. Yeah, I got just completely slept him. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yeah, that was a that was a knockout of the year contender. I, you know what? That may have one knockout of the year. I'm not sure. Um, and then the last one, uh, a guy that you're familiar with, violent Bob Ross, Luis Pena coming in fighting Mike Trezano. The play for that is under two and a half, coming in at minus one ten. What do you like about violent Bob Ross other than his nickname? Anything? Uh, his afro, his beard. I mean, everything about him. I mean that. <laughs> The guy, um, you, would you, what was the uh, the odds on the under two and a half? Minus one ten. Minus one ten. So about about a pick em. Gotcha. Yep. Um, I mean, so this is what his second fight in the UFC. Um, I know yeah. His first fight, he won performance of the night, uh, first round submission. That's about. I mean, that's all I have to go off of with him. I didn't see his first three or four professional fights. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'll ride with you on the under two and a half year. I don't really have that much, uh, that much input on this. Well, realistically, there's not a lot of information out there other than just what you've seen. And you, you've already said that, um, they're both ultimate fighter alums. You know, the, the thing that, that I like about Pena in this fight is that he's aggressive and guys that are as aggressive as he is, and he seeks out the finish, you know, Guys that are that aggressive seeking the finish either either actually find what they're looking for or get caught looking for it. So Trezano has the ability to finish this fight, and Pena is going to be looking to bring this fight to a close sooner rather than later. Um, he's highly motivated. He's on weight. He looks good. Both of these guys are ready to make a statement. They're in a, they're, it's a crap. Listen, the UFC is crowded right now. Um, it's been a while since we've seen big roster cuts. You know, it's I think it's been two years or so since the last time they went and like cut. I think it was like 28 people in a day or something like that. Now, the entire flyweight division just got uh, nixed. So that's not discounting those guys. Um, Shout out Shorty Torres. But all that to say, you know, it's really hard right now if you're in the UFC to make a name for yourself. So especially, you know, in the divisions like welterweight, lightweight, and featherweight, there are a ton of guys that sit in those divisions. So you want to come out and you want to do it on a card like this. This is the 25th anniversary of the UFC, Soup. Does that make you feel old? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I mean, I remember going to Blockbuster and renting uh, VHS cassettes, or tapes, rather, of UFC. I mean... It's I don't know, man. I, that it makes me feel old. It really does. Um, but on the flip side of that, it's like trying to you know put a uh, twenty five years worth of information in my brain housing unit here. So it's um it's pretty wild, man. We're gonna have more UFC picks on our Patreon picks as well. You know the like I said, we're increasing the number of picks on everything, um, and we're gonna try to continue to keep this up once we run into weekends where there's less sporting events going on. Uh, We might have to get a little creative in our plays, but as it stands right now, we're going to increase these show picks for you guys. So, you know, what what was that? Four, four NFL, three college and three UFC. Is that what we went with tonight? Yes, sir. 
All right. Well, that's pretty good, man. That's a lot more than we've been doing. So hopefully, uh, you know, we have a flawless weekend. Uh, but all the same, that's about it for this episode of the Fistful of Cash podcast. Again, brought to you by mybookie.ag. Go there, use promo code Give Me Cash. Get a 50% match on your initial deposit. Soup, I got nothing left, man. You got anything left, dude? I'm I'm thirsty. I'm tired. Week this this work week has been hell. I know you're getting over being sick. You're good, man. I'm good. I just wanted I wasn't here on Tuesday. Um I just wanted to touch real quick. College basketball has tipped off. Um anybody who's seen sports in the past six months knows who Zion Williamson is. Get familiar with RJ Barrett. Zion's not the best player on Duke. Zion might not even be the second best player on Duke. R.J. Barrett is the man. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he is three times the basketball that Zion Williamson is, and I truly believe that. Um, Cam Reddish is a stud for Duke as well. I think he's better than Zion. Zion's got the size. Zion's got the name. Zion's got the highlight reel, so he obviously gets more publicity. But those of you who are out there that are casual college basketball fans, get familiar with R.J. Barrett. The kid's going to be a stud. He's going to be a beast in the NBA. Left-handed, smooth around the rim, silky jumper. Um, I'm just college basketball's here, man. That Kansas-Michigan State game was good. Michigan State got down a little bit too much, tried to battle back. Duke giving Coach Cow his worst loss in Kentucky history, 34 points. Uh, that was a Thank huge, you. huge statement by them huge um and i don't i mean i don't think they have another tough game until probably mid-december when acc play starts and they've got virginia and clemson and and unc and all those teams but up until then it's a bunch of scrubs so you're going to see some crazy duke points put up um but yeah college basketball started man and uh, i'm excited i i'm been waiting you know just like i wait all summer long for nfl to start uh, I've been waiting for, you know, eight months for college hoops to pick back up and now it's here. So I'm good, uh, getting over this sickness and I'm just, you know, ready to sit around for the next six months and watch college basketball. Yeah. I mean, hopefully my pockets grow the way that my waistline is going to over the course of the next couple of months sitting around just watching. Um, although I will say this being in the South now, it's not nearly as cold down here. So you're not you know, snow locked and landlocked and ice locked into your house. Like you are, uh, up in the Northern tundra where you are, you can actually move around a bit down here still, but all the same, RJ Barrett is a stud. I, I, I'm with you. He hundred percent is the best player on Duke. And I think that you were right when we were watching the game the other night, and you said this might be the first time that we're seeing, uh, over unders for game totals around the 200 mark, especially when Duke's playing. It's gonna be pretty wild, man, for sure. But they look good, and uh, the Terps started out the season with a W as well. So, hell in a shell, let's get them. That's about, yeah, that's pr- impressive W. Hey, man, you know what? Listen, Delaware's a tough squad, all right? We mm-hmm. we play tough squads tough. Uh, it's going to be a long year, man, if we're, if, we're, if, we're, if we're not covering against Delaware. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's, been a, it's been an up-and-down couple years to be a Maryland fan, that's for sure. So... All right, guys, that's it. That's all I got for this uh, this week's main show. I will talk to everybody on social media. And if I don't talk to you there, I will talk to everybody on Tuesday. If you have any questions on anything or any plays, by all means, we're, we're active on social media. Come seek us out. 
follow us, subscribe, do all that good stuff on iTunes, Instagram, Twitter, email us, go to Patreon. All We're everywhere, man. You can ask Alexa or Siri to play us, and we show up. We're everywhere, man. So uh, until, uh, until Tuesday, guys, be good, and uh, good luck, everybody. And uh, as always, clear eyes, full fist, can't lose.